Welcome to the Fitbox Podcast. This is your host, Joseph Frankie. Glad you're here listening. On our podcast, we talk about two main things. First and foremost, we interview members of Fitbox so that way you can hear their stories about how they're repaying debt, how they're saving for retirement, buying homes, all this type of stuff really to give you motivation and some different ideas. That's the first thing we talk about. The second thing our podcast do is we take individual finance topics and go through them in more detail. So that way you can say, does this apply to me? And how does this apply to my plan? So if you have questions or you want to sign up for Fitbucks, you can do so in the show notes, fitbucks.com, build your profile, schedule a call. We'll be talking to you soon. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, welcome there as well. Um, big one today about, it's actually more of an update. Uh, back in September of last year, I did a real estate uh, podcast and video talking about the how much I thought prices were going to drop in real estate. And it was more of what would I be looking at to, to buy? Like how much of a drop would I, would I anticipate before I say, yes, I'm going to jump in and buy it. Okay. And I did this back in the NAC evaluation. One of the things I said on that was, this is static. So um, it changes over time because mortgage rates change and all that type of stuff. So you have to update it. So that's what we're doing today. Gonna update the valuation on on how much I think prices should be dropping from the high. Um, They might even be that low in your area already. So with that being said, let's jump into it before we do. If you're uh, listening on the podcast, be sure to subscribe so that way you're notified when new episodes come out. If you're watching on YouTube, Subscribe there as there as well, so that way you know when videos come out. Be sure to put a like, some comments in. Most importantly, you know, make sure you share this with your friends if you guys are getting value from this, um, because like they need help, you need help. It helps them. It helps you. If you like it, you share it, you subscribe it. It helps us grow. Everybody wins. So make sure that you guys are doing that, please. Um, so let's jump into it. This back of the napkin valuation. Um, those of you that have been following us for a while on the podcast or on YouTube or even just watched the last video of all this stuff, um, you guys probably, you guys already know this. Those of you that don't, my background actually before I started Fitbooks was a valuation analyst, okay? Um, basically valuing stocks all the way through art collections, okay? Obviously, real estate is is one of those things that I used to value. Um, when we do valuations, they're very complex. Okay, there's a lot of different moving parts. There's a lot of formulas, there's a lot of algorithms, there's a lot of spreadsheets, all that type of stuff. However, like when I do stock investing, for example, or real estate investing, um, oftentimes I'll look at a company, like a stock, get some numbers and do what we call a back of the napkin valuation. Or like if a family member is saying, hey, like I'm thinking about buying this rental property, do you think like what type of value is there? I'll do like a back of the napkin type of valuation. It's just real quick for some quick numbers to get a general idea of where things are at to come up with the game plan and to start understanding what do I need to, to, to know further. And so that's what I did with this back of the napkin valuation. Just like last time, we did it with a debt buyer. So like if you're going to be using a mortgage, also did it with a cash buyer to say, hey, like what happens if you were buying cash, like you buying a house with cash to see what that was because a lot of people were buying houses with cash. Okay. So those are what I'm going to go through. Just to give you some frame of reference last time, the debt buyers, and we always reference this off of the high. It's like that's what I'm referencing it from. From the high, the peak price, how much would something have to decrease? Last time I said if it was like a debt buyer, about 
If it was a cash buyer, about 50%. And I don't think that cash buyers are going to be coming into the market as much as they were. They still might be, but not as much as they were. Therefore, I, I put a lot on the debt buyer situation, which meant about a 30% drop. And that's what I was, was looking at. All else equal. Okay. So I'm going to redo those numbers today. And then I'm going to give you two things to look at. Either a housing price drop or what do mortgage rates have to drop to um, in order for you to be like, oh, yeah, these are, these are properly priced. Okay. Because those are two variables that can change. Now, in my area, um, housing prices are already down about 17%. Okay, just to give you some some frame of reference, um, you know, actually right now in, in the comment sections, if you guys can can take a minute and just say, you know, estimate what you think the housing rates or housing prices are down in your area. Are they down ten percent? Are they down five percent? Are they down twenty percent? You know, that's one of the things that if if you don't know that, I'd actually probably pause this podcast or video, maybe go find that out right now. Just go to Zillow, look at say highs in the area in twenty twenty, or Google it and get that high then go look at what they're they're listed for right now and, and say that so again if, if you know what that, that number is off the top of your head put that in the comments um, so that way people you know watching this can get a feel just in general what things have gone down to okay um debt buyer i'm gonna walk you guys through this if you're on the podcast i know you can't see this so i'm going to walk through these numbers with you okay so the valuation on the houses around where i live they peaked at about eight hundred fifty thousand dollars. okay now I'm going to use a hypothetical down payment on this, um, where people were putting down a three and a half percent down payment. Now, some of you that have no real estate, you're like, well, you can't use a three and a half percent down payment. I, I know that it doesn't matter at the end of the day on the numbers. Again, this is a back of the napkin valuation. I get it. Like it's fine. I just been trying to get to some implied numbers because none of these numbers, only a couple of these numbers change, right? So that number doesn't matter. But that would imply a debt amount of $820,000, okay, that people were borrowing. Now, at that time, the rate was about 3.25%, okay, on loans. So on a mortgage that size, the monthly payment was about $3,570, okay? The tax was in my area, and this is why you have to do this in, in your area as well. My tax here in Texas is 2.25%. And so between my tax, the property tax, and, and the interest rate, and the monthly payment, I should say, I was paying about 5,000 or somebody would be paying about $5,164 a month, okay? That would imply a DTI ratio of 50%, which is on the high side. Most of them only go up to 35 or 40%, but again, that doesn't really matter, okay? What we are primarily looking at is just some of these implied numbers. And the implied number that I'm trying to get to is implied income. How, what was the income of people in this area if this was, that was the number? For that, it's just shy of $124,000. It's actually about $123,925, okay? Like, so I'm gonna round up, it's $124,000. That was when interest rates were at 3.25%, but that was the base number that I'm trying to get to, is that implied income. What's the income in this area based on these housing prices, okay? So now though, interest rates, are now we just got this notification from one of our mortgage lending partners uh neo home loans movement mortgage said the same thing they're starting to see rates right around six percent okay so that means based on our numbers that that would imply based on our cash flow remember it's all about cash flow that's what banks underwrite you on is cash flow again i just want to back up there too it's not what you can afford it's what they underwrite you for and even though all of you know, like, hey, before I buy a house, I should go into Fitbucks and see actually how much home I can afford. 
you, a lot of your neighbors don't know that. So they're just going to the bank, whatever they qualify for, they're going to go buy a house with that qualification. And so that's going to put a, a floor value on houses. Okay. So with that being said, that would imply a loan size of about four hundred ninety five or $595,000. And so then I can back solve into what's the housing cost. It's about $16,000. And so I did some, some rounding and that would imply that house, houses in my area would be a good buy based on the current interest rate environment. If, if housing dropped 25% from the high, which would mean about $630,000, okay? Like I said earlier, houses in my area are about 700 to 725. They've dropped about 17 to 18%. I'm saying I want it to drop about 25%. But now this is why this is important, okay? Is this gives me two things. And I've already told my wife this because I, as you guys heard in the last podcast, the reason why I was doing this was because it's like, I want to know when I think to potentially go out and buy a rental property. When I think like a single family house or an apartment or something like that is a good buy. Okay. There's two things I can do now. I can say, well, if housing drops down into that range of 620 to 640, I'm going to buy. That's my, my target purchase price. But because houses are at 700 grand right now, and a lot of sellers are out there. <laughs> a lot of people can't afford houses. I might turn around and be like, okay, I'm going to start putting offers in on houses. If, if my neighbor is selling, you know, a house for 680 or 690 or 700, I'm going to go put in 620, 630. What do I got to lose? I hope they offer it. And a good real estate agent right now is not going to fight you on that. And the reason being, again, this is, I just talked to the guys at Neo Home Loans and Movement Mortgage, and this is what we're seeing a lot. If you put in a house, uh, an offer and somebody's asking for 700 grand for a purchase uh, price and you agree to that offer, appraisals are coming in low again. And you can only get the home and the loan based on the appraised price. So if the appraisal comes in at 640 or 650, you're not getting the loan. You're gonna have to come up with a lot of money to, to close that gap. So a lot of places, even though the, the seller might be saying, oh, well, it's 700 grand, they're not going to get that one way or the other. So if you have a good real estate agent that understands that, they might turn around and be like, yeah, put an offer at 630 because it might be the only one that they, that they get, first of all. Second of all, it might be the only one that actually qualifies for the mortgage. Okay. And so if you're looking for houses, you might in your area and you're doing the same thing and that's in that close of a range now because that's not that far off right 17 percent or 25 percent it's not that far that much of a difference start putting in prices why why did i come up with this theory i used to do the same thing with with stock investments i would value a stock and let's just say i thought it was worth 20 dollars a share but it was currently trading at 25 dollars a share i go in and sell put options off of it at 20 because that's what i wanted to buy it for it's the same type of thing with this you don't lose anything by putting in the offer. Like if it's at 700 grand and, and you put an offer at 630, the worst they're going to say to you is no. Might as well do it, right? You never know. You never know. Now, the second thing though that this allows you to keep an eye out for, so the first thing, just to reiterate, is I want to buy a house for this price. In my example, it's a 25% decrease from the top, which is about 620 to $640,000 in my area, okay? Now, the other thing I can look at, is interest rates on mortgages. 
So I could back solve into this too and say, look, if mortgages drop down to about five to five and a quarter percent, like we're right at the current purchase price of 700 grand at an interest rate of five to five and a quarter percent, I would say, yeah, now it's properly valued. And I would go in and buy the house at 700 grand if interest rate drops. So that gives you two pieces of framework there. Either the purchase price is going to drop and interest rates are the same. And I want the, to, to be about 620 grand to 640, that would be my purchase price. Or the purchase prices are gonna stay the same around 700, but the interest rates drop down to footer, then I would say that's the floor in the market or around the floor, now would be a good time to buy. Again, I look at this you know, from my area, I could say yes, nationally, these are gonna be pretty similar in all the different areas. But again, that property tax piece, that's one of the big things that changes. So again, that's right there. And I'll give you an example. Like if I come in, those of you that are watching the video, you guys can see this. If I drop that tax rate down to one and a quarter percent, it changes a lot of these values in here in terms of what I can actually afford. And actually my Excel model is broken because I actually hard coded a lot of this for this, but it would change it. It would change it to say, hey, I got more money available for my mortgage now. Um, so that's, how you would do this type of stuff. That's why the tax rate is so important to, to tie into this stuff. Okay. So that is the podcast for today. Um, oh, by the way, I just noticed I didn't go through the cash side of this. The reason being is because it, it would be a price drop of about 40 to 45%. But like I said earlier, I don't think there's a lot of cash buyers out there right now. Um, there are still some, but nowhere near what it was before. So I don't think they're going to be the ones providing the floor price on this right now unless interest rates drop again, right? Which we'll see. I don't think that's gonna happen anytime soon in the next few months. I think the floor will come in from buyers that are using debt. Um, and I think that the floor might be coming up here soon, um, you know, because inventory data is actually, inventory is really low right now. Um, so that puts a good stability on the bottom of the market. Um, yeah, I mean, that's start putting some offers in. If you're doing that, as, like I said, like I did mine uh, in this valuation in this area, 620 to 640. See what gets taken. See if it's see if it's taken. Go from there. So that's the podcast. That's the video. Like I said, if you guys like the content, make sure you subscribe so you get more uh, notifications when everything comes out. If you're not already a Fitbucks member, sign up. Our technology is awesome. Help you build your financial plan, answer your questions like how much home you can afford, uh, should you be paying points on a mortgage or not, all that type of stuff. We have all that technology on our platform. We'll talk to you guys soon.